When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. Now, child psychotherapist Coleman Nocter writes regularly uh, in The Examiner about the do's and don'ts and the why's and wherefores and the ins and outs of of raising children and he's writing in his latest piece about smartphones. Is it the right time? Is there ever a right time to buy your child their first smartphone? And he makes the point that as the confirmation season approaches, many families are now negotiating the cost of the outfit for the child. They're looking for a venue for the meal. They might even put a marquee in the garden or they'll draw up a guest list, all very formal things. But the smartphone is something that would be discussed. Is it time to buy your child the first smartphone? Is a confirmation present? Is the ideal confirmation present? Your child's first smartphone. Coleman, morning to you. Good morning. Yeah, I mean, it is a season where picking your confirmation name and picking the smartphone that you want seems to be part of the the, the wish list. Um, but I would warn parents that, you know, buying a smartphone um, for a child is only a start of a process. Do you know what I mean? And I think many parents feel kind of pressured to do it because, you know, you maybe the child is going into secondary school or they're, you don't want them to be that digital outcast who doesn't have the, the, the technology to communicate with their peers, especially if they're going into new environments. But many people buy it with a, a degree of trepidation um, and kind of hand it over as maybe a kind of an end to a childhood in some respects. There's that kind of idea that it creates a distance between them and you. Um, and then obviously the concerns around what problems might arise when they have smartphone ownership and they are part of that digital world. So, um, yeah, I was trying to maybe look at trying to support parents to kind of make that decision that oftentimes it's not just about age, uh, but there are other factors that need to be thought about as well uh, in terms of the suitability of each child to take on that responsibility. I would have said if you can get to confirmation age, that's an achievement. You'll see them given out now for communions. Is any age too young or is there ever a correct age for your child to have their first smartphone? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. I think age depends very much on the individual maturity of the child. But I certainly wouldn't think that any child has maturity levels before the age of 12 or 13 to even begin to consider that. So, you know, I think getting a smartphone for communion age would be seven or eight is far too young. Um, and I just don't think they have the social, emotional or cognitive ability to even manage what that is. I mean, the essentially what you're handing them is a, a portal to the outside world, you know, and there are some 13 year olds who you, I personally have no issue with them being able to negotiate the online world. However, there are 17 year olds who I would have grave concerns yeah. about their maturity, you know, so the idea of, of, of it, it's each individual child. And I think the idea of smartphone ownership is a responsibility. It's not a human right, you know, and you have to show the responsibility to earn the right, if that makes any sense. And that's why I think, you know, you're looking for a, a child who has, who's able to be, you know, a little bit sensible. They're kind of accountable. They're considerate and responsible for their age and being able to follow rules and adhere to boundaries. That'd be really clearly important in terms of that. And one of the things I've noticed is that, you know, the child who tends to want to be online more, uh, maybe the one who's more vulnerable, you know, so the one who's badgering you and, and really pestering you for this device, uh, their need to be online might be an indication of that they might need actually more scaffolding and support yeah. to manage it. Um, and and again, like I have a 12 year old who, you know, he's making his confirmation this year. He's probably no interest in getting a smartphone. Right. My 10 year old daughter would take your hand off for one, you know, and so um, you'd kind of be more concerned around the vulnerability of young people. Um, and I did my research in this. I looked at online sharing as part of my PhD and the people who kind of shared more were kind of 
not necessarily announcing themselves, but they were more finding themselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that and and the, the the significance of validation of feedback. You know, yeah. the people who are more consumed, but how many likes they get are more vulnerable to that world than people who maybe have enough self worth to not be that bothered by it. If that makes sense. Is it? It is. It does. Is it a fair question to ask whether it's boys or girls are more insistent on getting a smartphone? Are boys or girls more pushy? Is the question I'm looking for to get the phone um i suppose the pushiness is related to their perceived need you know and i think there's there's probably a more i mean i think girls probably have, have a more vulnerability towards social media as the problem whereas boys might have a more tendency towards gaming you know and i think that's there's a there's concerns for both in that i'm quite really aware that that's a very coarse generalization but it, just because it's stereotyped doesn't mean it's not true there is a kind of a need for the more kind of social interactive pieces and and maybe girls might be more interested in kind of the snapchat TikTok, instagram side of things um whereas boys might be more in, in uh, kind of uh, xbox might be more the issue in terms of mm. managing their use of that but um in terms of persistence each child can be persuasive uh, in their own way um but you know um and, and again it might it might angle towards different parents you know you might see dad as the soft touch and yeah. so you know the girl the girl might go to that and and but it's really important that parents themselves have a conversation around what this means and yeah. you know over the next few weeks in the examiner i'm going to talk parents through those different ways in which you can introduce your child to technology in a way that is as safe as possible there's the thing though with that they are for the most part particularly when they get to 12 or 13 they're well ahead of their parents coleman they'd buy and sell their parents a lot of them would yeah and, and i suppose what the issue is and what we know is that your digital savvy doesn't make you safer in terms of, you know, the person who can, you know, we get kind of mesmerized by child, children who are able to finish a game or negotiate Google or even fix the modem. You know, that technological skill has no rel relative to their safety. It's uh -huh. their degree of cop on as a human being that is the more determined part of, you know, in terms of you're going to prognosis who's going to be in more difficulty online it's not the kid who's technologically savvy it's the one who's emotionally savvy is yes. a safer bet um, and that's why i think we need to invest in the child not the technology Do you know it's not yeah. good or bad technology it's good or bad usage and so the investment has to be in preparing the, the child to be able to navigate that space rather than you know we can lean heavily on parental controls and apps and everything else but it really is your own way in which you can communicate with your child yeah. to prioritize and be able to know what's important and what to sweat the small yeah. stuff and not. And that would be much more important in preparing them for that world yeah. than just the technological skill. Yeah. Is there a conversation you can have with them where you say, look, here's your phone. You're welcome to it. But we have to be careful how we use this. Is it is it possible to have that conversation? Is it our job to have that conversation? It's absolutely possible and it's absolutely our job. But I think the idea of, you know, we, we can minimize risk by telling somebody, you know, cross the road at a pedestrian crossing, but you can't legislate for someone who might break the lights. What you can do is have a conversation around how young people can keep themselves safe. But in order to do that, you have to show them. So I would say you s start with very tight controls, high levels of surveillance and loosen as you go. So you get access to their passwords, you get access to their usage and they earn the right to have more freedom in that space by showing a level of responsibility. It's not about handing over the phone and saying, come back to me when you have a problem. The most important thing is, 
if you come across something online that you're unsure about, you come to me. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I will take the device off you, and it doesn't mean that I confiscate it, because that's the number one reason why children don't tell right. their parents, is they immediately think that they'll lose access. Say to them, we will navigate a way through it, but you must come to me if there's an issue. Let it be known to the child, there's nothing you can't tell me about what you find in that phone. Very important. Well, 100%, 100%. And, you know, it's not about your child going out looking for pornography. It might be the case that pornography finds them. Yes. And so in that situation, it is about being able to approach that, that is, there's not a blame involved, but there is a negotiation of how to compromise and manage it. All right. Coleman, thank you for your time. Not at all. Pleasure. Cheers. That's uh, Coleman Nocter, a child psychotherapist. It is the thing that people are thinking about a lot. It's what now, the 2nd of March. We're going to be coming into confirmations. Back end of March into April, communions are in May. Would you buy an iPhone, a Samsung or whatever for a confirmation child? Would you buy one for a communion child? I remember being shocked a couple of years ago, being somewhere, I won't say where, at a communion of our own, shall we say, in our own circle. And there was another communion and the child had gotten a fancy, schmancy, sexy smartphone. The child was eight and they'd given them this thousand euro piece of equipment and I'm sitting there going do they know what they're giving that child access to at eight years of age? I personally wouldn't do it. We with, with, uh, with my daughter I think she was about 14 when she finally persuaded us to give her a phone. And she got a, a block. She got, there was about as much connectivity in a sort of turf as the thing we gave her. Now she's got the smartest of smartphones and she's better at them than I am. But I always thought 14, I think, I wouldn't even give a child a phone on, let alone a smartphone until they're, they're 10. Although there are phones now that you can get that you just program mom's number and dad's number and my brother's number into it, and that's all they can use. Um, don't know. Don't know. Would you? Are you planning to? Have you a confirmation child or communion child? Are you planning to buy them a phone on phones? And what age a child should get a phone? Talking to Coleman Nocter about the fact, the simple fact that thousands of kids will get a phone for their confirmation or maybe even for their communion. He doesn't believe, I think, even though he doesn't say it straight out, as blunt as that, but interpreting what he says, children of communion age are too young for a smartphone and shouldn't have one. Mary, morning. Hello. Um, just um, something on smartphones there. Like There is an assumption, I suppose, um, that kids will have a smartphone when they're going to secondary school, um, one secondary school, my niece is going to a school and they, they have lockers you know, yeah. for their books or whatever and on the front of the locker there's a clear section that mm. they have to put their phone in. Yes. Okay, so it's out, you know but my niece didn't have a phone when she went to school in September. Right. And like, she, you know she was the eldest child, they had a phone in the house and she needed to you know, one of these kind of communal phones, whichever child needed the phone, if they were going somewhere, they'd give the, the child the phone. But she oh, didn't kind have of a shared mobile, was it? Yeah, yeah just okay. when you need it. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, if the child needs it, you give it to them, you know, so that they can contact you and they wouldn't be... But it was a communal phone. We I we did that with ours when they were... But, like, that is, this was before the days that every kid had one, like, kind of thing of their own. We mm-hmm. had one that, you know, that if a child was going to play a match or something like that, that you... Yeah. Give them the phone to stick in their bag, and so they had it. But um, as a result of her not having a smartphone... In school, her bag was searched a number of times, assuming that she did have a phone, but it was in her bag. Oh, okay. So she came home a couple of times on her way to, I forgot a phone, I need a phone for my locker, you know, just to stick a phone in there to stop drawing negative attention to herself, I suppose. So they're sitting under pressure to... So, so the, the teachers thought she was sneaking a phone in her bag, so they searched it, even though she yes, I wasn't. I wasn't in the habit of putting it up. You know what I mean? Like they were enforcing the kind of policy. You were, you were saying they kind of need a phone these days, Mary. Well, if that's happening in schools, I would say that they absolutely do. You know what I mean? That's kind of yeah, embarrassing. And then I kind of don't. I don't really like the whole thing. Like. Are they under pressure because everybody can see what phone they have through this clear compartment? They have a certain well. brand. Do, 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 or a, do you, you know? think that communion is too young? Oh, wait, for God's sake. Yeah. It's, it's, it becomes like, with, I would say different kids differ. In some kids it becomes like an appendage. And in other kids, they couldn't care whether they have it at all. It's you know what attached, I mean? attached to the. Yeah, well, that's what Coleman is saying about his two kids. His son couldn't be bothered, really couldn't be bothered. And his, his daughter would take your arm off for one, and she's the younger one. Mary, thank you. Courts 96 FM.